Doctrine Bible Study. This is session 220. I'm your host, Jim Hawk. And in this session, we're going to look at the book of Sirach, also known as Ecclesiasticus, if you have a different translation. Now, uh, as you know, this course is all about Catholic doctrine. What we're going to see in this rather long book is more what I would call this is a handbook of practical living. It, it deals with all sorts of how to get along with all sorts of different people, including your parents, your children, um, your, 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 your every, you know, people in business, etc. Choosing friends, conduct in public life, dealing with economic circumstances, self-control, speech, chastity, forgiveness, training children, even table etiquette. Um, and so it's, it's such a good handbook for practical living. I, I think I would require uh, all parents to read this to their children when they're maybe 10, 12 years old, not much later than that. Um, because um, even though this course is about Catholic doctrine, uh, we still have to get through everyday life, don't we? We have to learn to deal with unpleasant people. And so this is a very practical guide to uh, every everyday living. And um, so not, not a lot of explicit Catholic or Christian doctrine in here, other than uh, just the idea of how to play well in the sandbox, if, if you will. Little background, it was written originally in Hebrew between 200 and 175 BC by the author is Jesus, not the Jesus that we typically think of, but that was a popular name by then. Jesus, son of Eleazar, son of Sirach. So it's written by um, by a guy's uh, uh, you know by a guy's grandson. Um, translated into Greek by this Jesus in about 132 BC. So I know I've just confused you. The original version was in the 200s, but it was translated into Greek and included in the Septuagint around 132 BC by this uh, grandson of Sirach known as Jesus. Okay, um, it uh, is in the Septuagint and thus is in the Catholic Bible. Um, it was. It is not in Protestant Bibles, although I don't think Protestants would have issue with the theology or, or the advice, I should say, given in this book um, for more reasons why this and other books are not included in Protestant Bibles that are in Catholic Bibles go to our session on 2 Maccabees chapter 12 and uh, you will have the overall reason why. Not that this is objectionable in any way to Protestants. Matter of fact, I really think it's, it's, a, it's a crime that this book is not in Protestant uh, Bibles because it is such a practical guide to everyday living. It covers virtually anything you, you, can, you can think of. Um, now, to be fair, it does not envision what the afterlife is other than just a reference to, you know, the netherworld. 
So it's, uh, it, was, uh, it was written before the Book of Wisdom that we just studied. So you'll recall in the Book of Wisdom, there, it does envision some type of afterlife other than the, the netherworld. Okay, so I've already given you a little smattering of topics that it covers. Duties towards God, parents, humility, discipline. Our discipline is mentioned 11 times in this book, so we have to think for ourselves how um, that we also need discipline in our lives in the daily activities. You know, are you setting aside time for prayer? Uh, are you setting aside time even for mass? Are you setting aside time for Bible reading, etc.? Reflection, examination of conscience, etc. Okay, so I'm going to give you just some highlights in this, but I really, in, you know, it's 50 some chapters long, what, 50 chapters. Um, so you really want to go through this yourself. But I just want to whet your appetite for, for this book. Uh, I, I'm really thinking that when I'm done with this Catholic Doctrine Bible study, the next thing I might take up would be an in-depth uh, study of the wisdom of, of Sirach itself because it, it's just on, on every page there's something quite frankly I wish somebody had told me all of these things uh, as I was um, you know that age let's say 10 12 years old something like that might have made a big difference in my life so let's see how far we, we get with this today uh, again this is like to do this in a session or two or, or even three or five, uh, it's like drinking, uh, it's like trying to get a drink of water from a fire hose. There's just too much here. So probably the best that I can do is turn you on to this book of Sirach and then you will discover its treasures uh, on, on your own. So again, not a lot of doctrine specific to Catholicism or Christianity. This would be a good, this would be a good uh, how-to um, handbook of practical living for anyone, regardless of, of their faith. But it starts with, and it ends with, you guessed it, faith-based uh, uh, message. First of all, it says, all wisdom comes from the Lord. So uh, unless you're driving, turn to uh, chapter 1, uh, verse 1, all wisdom comes from the Lord. Verse 4, before all things else, wisdom was created. So anything that's, that is of value in, in terms of thought, uh, God created it, right? And it, and it was there right with God at creation. So I guess that would be a doctrinal statement. So if you have any wisdom, guess where you got it from? You got it from God. So don't think you're so great. I mean, you may have developed your, uh, your talents, but they were all given from God. Verse 12, I want you to underline this. You've seen this before in other books of wisdom. The beginning of wisdom is what? Fear of the Lord. And it doesn't mean fear that you're going to get hit by a bolt of lightning. It's respect. It's awe. It's reverence for the Lord. That's what that word meant at that time. Another thing that I picked up from chapter 1 is uh, beginning in verse 26. Play not the hypocrite before men. Over your lips keep watch. Exalt not yourself lest you fall and bring upon your dishonor. 
for then the Lord will reveal your secrets and publicly cast you down. A couple of years ago, we had a uh, famous uh, comedian, uh, Bill Cosby in America, and he was thought to be the, the Afro-American, African-American idol in the sense that he extolled uh, the practice of virtues and yet later he was discovered to be, uh, or found to be, I think, a uh, sex criminal. So, uh, and he was brought down into, uh, you know, total humiliation. So I don't think we want to be like that. So what in your own life is hypocritical? What do you do uh, it to with one group of people that you would be ashamed to have another group of people know about you? Or for that matter, what are you doing that you're ashamed of or that you wouldn't want others to know? And maybe work on that a little bit. Okay, chapter two, uh, verse one. My son, when you come to serve the Lord, prepare yourself for trials. Guess what? You're going to get them. This world, you've probably figured out by now, has its own uh, trials. What does he say to do with this? Except, verse 4, accept whatever befalls you in crushing misfortune, be patient. For in fire gold is tested, and worthy men in the crucible of humiliation. So whatever you're going through, it's a test, okay? It will make you stronger. You've heard it said, anything that doesn't kill you can make you, can make you stronger. If, if you view it in the proper light and you accept that God has a plan, and sometimes that plan is for us to, uh, to go through some tough times. Why? Because if with the right attitude, it can cause us to trust God more, uh, or at least lean on God more, sometimes because we have nowhere else to go. Um, verse 12 of chapter two, probably a good one to underline. Woe to craven hearts and drooping hands to the sinner who treads a double path. So, you know, again, the, the idea, are you one way with one group of people uh, that you would be ashamed of uh, being with an, another group of people? So this calls for an examination of conscience. Uh, let's see. Chapter three deals with duties towards parents. Um, you're supposed to take care of your parents when he is old. Uh, chapter three, verse twelve. Give him not as long, grieve him not as long as he lives. Even if his mind fails, be considerate with him. Okay, so take care of your of your parents. Uh, talks in uh, chapter three, verse seventeen about humility. Um, now, what is humility? He says, conduct your affairs with humility in verse 17. What is humility? Now, this is me speaking now. Uh, I've heard it said that humility is not thinking less of yourself. It's thinking of yourself less. Okay, I'll say that one more time. Humility is not thinking less of yourself. It's thinking of yourself less. All right. So if somebody says, hey, you are a great this, that, or the other, don't say, no, I'm really not. If you really are, good. Say, thank you. You're very kind for saying that. Uh, don't expand on that, but uh, just take the compliment, shut up, and realize that whatever you got, you, you got from God in, in the, the beginning. Um, here's one, uh, verse 23 of chapter 3. Their own opinion has, has misled many, 
a listening Martin Luther, John Calvin, etc., their own opinion has misled many, and false reasoning unbalanced their judgment. Folks, this is why we need the church, right? Because we can rationalize anything as individuals. But the church, founded by Christ, given the keys to the kingdom, the power to bind and loose, given the Holy Spirit to guide it into all truth on matters of faith and morals, uh, that's why we need the church. It keeps us from uh, becoming, from doing more things to uh, make ourselves our worst enemy. Okay. Um, what about alms for the poor? I'm recording this in Lent season right now, and alms are a big part of Lent. It says in verse 29, water quenches a flaming fire, and alms atone for sins. Now, you know, a Protestant might say, oh, okay, so you're saying if you give money, then, then uh, that is, a, you know, then your sins are forgiven. No, not in and of itself, but if you are if if you are giving alms to the poor with the you know with the right idea that uh, Lord I am just participating uh, with the grace that you have given me in helping your people because after all why are we here you know we are here to get to heaven we are here to walk with the Lord we are here to help our brothers and sisters and so. It's all part of the process. It's not like, okay, if I write a big enough check, then all my sins are forgiven. No, no, no. Uh, so much of with God, uh, our relationship with God, is our attitude, okay? When we give money to the poor, we're actually giving money to, to God. Not that he needs it, but he likes us to participate in the process of, uh, of, of helping others, right? Okay, I want to be clear about that. Ah, the rewards of wisdom here uh, talks in verse 17. Wisdom puts a man to the test. It, it tries him with discipline. There's that word again. Tries him with discipline. Okay, so if you want to give up smoking, it requires discipline, right? In the same way with studying scripture or anything else, you have to set up a time to do it. Um, how about uh, verse chapter 5? Now, this guy could be a little doctrine here, a little Catholic doctrine. Um, you might share this with a, you know, with a, uh, um, a Bible or with a faith alone type person, uh, a once saved, always saved type person. Look at chapter 5, verse 5. Of forgiveness be not overconfident, adding sin upon sin. Some people say, well, um, you know, hey, I was forgiven on the day that I accepted Christ, and you know, uh, I'll what I do from that point on, you know, God has already forgiven me. That's kind of an extreme view, but uh, or some people will say God loves me just as I am, and God does, but He also loves us too much to want to stay that way. Okay, He He wants us to grow in our. Uh, you know, in, in our actions uh, towards towards him. Uh, verse 8, delay not your conversion to the Lord, put it not off from day to day, right? Because, uh, yeah, a lot of people say, well, you know, there's plenty of time for me to think about religion. Right now, I just want to think about money or whatever. 
and uh, but you don't know when that day is going to come. Plus, you will miss out on all of the graces that you could have had earlier had you began walking with, with uh, God earlier. Okay. Uh, how about this? Uh, fall not into the grip of desire. This is chapter 6, verse 2. Fall not into the grip of desire, lest like fire it consume your strength. And I think he's talking about sexual desire here. But it could apply to money, you know, power, etc. Uh, if you want to be consumed with something, be consumed with God, your relationship with God. And then, you know, you'll, you'll get what you need, right? You'll get what you need uh, as, as is determined by God, not as determined by you. Now, here is a great thing about friendship. Okay, ooh, I wish I had understood this one earlier. Um, well, it starts out easy enough. Verse 5 of chapter 6. A kind mouth multiplies friends, and gracious lips prompt friendly greetings. So if you want to have a friend, you got to be a friend, right? You have to be friendly, all right? That's easy enough. But this was something I wish that I had learned earlier. Let your acquaintances be many, but one in a thousand your confidant, okay? One in a thousand be your confidant. In other words, your real close friend. Be careful who you let into your life, okay, in a, in a confidant type way. It says in verse 7, when you gain a friend, first test him and be not too ready to trust him. For one sort of friend is a friend when it suits him, but he will not be with you in times of distress. Verse 9, another is a friend who becomes an enemy and tells of the quarrel to your shame. Okay, uh, verse 11, when things go well, he's your other self. Um, verse 12, but when if you are brought low, he turns against you and avoids meeting you. Okay, um, so there's, there's that. He goes on in verse 18, from your youth, embrace discipline. Thus you will find wisdom with graying hair. Well, I must be very wise then because my hair is about as white as it, as it can be. Uh, verse 23 mentions discipline again. So we're through chapter uh, 6 here. And I don't know how we're doing for time. So um, let's, let's stop here and go to the Lord in prayer. And we'll look further into this book uh, next uh, session. In the name of the Father, Son, Holy Spirit. Uh, Lord, we thank you for giving us this wisdom. Um, we, it's, not, it's not so much doctrinal as it is just a practical a handbook, you know, rather a, a handbook of, of practical living. And we thank you for reminding us that all wisdom begins with you. That wisdom was at the, at the, at the start, if you, if you will. And um, so any wisdom that we might have ultimately any true wisdom that we have ultimately came from you. Um, so help us to seek wisdom, not only by reading this book of Sirach, but to seek you in all that we do, in our prayer lives, um, in, in our daily lives. We ask this in the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen.